Welcome to The How of Business with David Begin and Henry Lopez, the podcast that offers practical advice and tips on how to run and grow your small business. The How of Business helps aspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners achieve their definition of success and overcome challenges that get in their way. This podcast series focuses on the everyday common business issues, challenges, and opportunities that face the small business owner. So here now are your hosts of The How of Business, David and Henry. Welcome to this episode of The How of Business. It's Henry Lopez with you today and David, but not uh, David Begin, David Restusha. He's a guest with us today. How are you today, David? Doing really well. Great to be here. Thank you, David. Uh, Let me uh, give you a bit of background on David and then we'll get right on into it in this episode. Uh, David's experience lies in the field of web design, uh, social media management, SEO, search engine optimization, and uh, augmented slash virtual reality. Very interesting area that he's uh, got a lot of experience in as well. As he's been at Bold Digital Marketing, we'll talk about the company he's with, Bold Digital Marketing. He's he's driven to provide economical and ROI-driven solutions to help businesses of all sizes achieve greater visibility online, enabling them to increase revenue both online and in person if you happen to be a brick-and-mortar business. Uh, Bold Digital Marketing is a full-service marketing agency with experts in web design, search engine optimization, social media management, and much more. And David will get into a lot of that in this interview today. Uh, They provide innovative, engaging, ROI-focused, and cost-effective mobile and web communication programs. So once again, David, welcome to the program. And if you would just add on uh, whatever I've missed there on Bold Media and a bit more about you. Yeah, I mean, you covered quite a bit there. Really, uh, just on my part, for me, uh, you know, I was born and raised here in the DFW area, right in Euless, Texas. Uh, Went to school up in uh, Denver, Colorado, and then just came rushing back just as quick as I could because I I love it down here so much and been here with Bold for a couple of years now and uh, love what I do because I get to get up in the morning every day and help business owners and businesses take what they're doing to the next level and and find more success. So it's, it's really rewarding and really fulfilling. Great. We're we're great to have you here on the interview today. Uh, You and I met, uh, I guess, a few months ago, probably now, maybe even longer at a chamber event Mm -hmm. and we got to talking and Obviously, it was obvious you have a lot of expertise. In fact, one of the questions in, in common that, that we had was related to the struggles and challenges that small business owners have in the whole area of online marketing. And that's going to be a lot of what we're going to talk about today. So that's what we're going to dive into. You, you're an expert, obviously, in online marketing. That's what Bold Media does. Mm-hmm. That is a broad topic, though, so we'll, we'll try to dive into specific areas. But I want to start with this question, which is I alluded, I alluded to is, what are you seeing? You talk to a lot of small business owners, as I do. What are you seeing as some of the common challenges that they have as it relates to online marketing? Absolutely. So a lot of times with these small business owners is there's just so much information out there. So they and there's so many things that are clawing at their attention. So many people who are trying to market them and get their marketing dollars and things like that. And so they get a kind of a paralysis of analysis. And so I like to say, for my part, stick to the basics. You're 
first steps online and in your marketing should be to have a clear, clean brand as well as a professional web presence. So a professionally developed website that gives your business the kind of professional image that you would present of yourself if you were meeting a client face to face or something like that. So that's very much, you know, I get that question all the all the time. Where do I start? And for me, for my part, I always recommend take a look at investing in a professionally designed website and then go from there. So let let me touch on that. A professional looking website. Mm-hmm. If I go and uh, go onto Wix or a Squarespace, do you think that'll give me a professional looking website? You know, it can. The thing that uh, oftentimes happens is because cost is always a factor with small businesses and things like that. They'll business owners will wind up going with a Wix or a Squarespace or something like that because it's uh, very appealing from a financial standpoint. The thing is, is that those companies expect you to do all the work. And if there's one thing I know about the business owners that I've dealt with, they're already very busy. So typically they don't have the time to go and take a web design class or learn a whole lot about websites and responsive uh, web design and all these other kinds of things. So oftentimes what will happen is if you're using a builder or a template, it simply won't convey the sort of professional image that you want to put forth on somebody's first interaction with you. The numbers are very telling. I believe it was Google Research released a study that said that six out of 10 people will make a decision based on the credibility of a company simply on the design of their website and the user experience of their website. So uh, while if it's something that you already have experience in, Wix or Squarespace may be fine for you. But if not, it's something you might want to look at having a professional uh, do for you. Now, that makes sense. There's no doubt that the website now has become that first impression for our business, whether even if we're a brick and mortar business, so many people are going there first that that is becoming the first impression as, as you talked about with that survey. Absolutely. So what I've found with people that go that route, and I have myself, uh, but I see with a lot of small business owners is they end up with a very obvious templated website yes. with missing pieces with with you know components that aren't quite there mm-hmm. and and it's obvious that it <laughs> doesn't look professional to your point it's it's missing components and that you can tell right away yeah absolutely um, uh, again, it, it, they expect you to do all the legwork. So, and oftentimes, while they'll provide you customer support with connectivity issues and network issues and things like that, when it comes to design, they're, that's not their, their job. Their job is to sell you a domain or something like that and then expect you to go from there. So why is it, I've read varying statistics, but it's in the range of half of small business owners don't even have a website is it just about cost? Is it about the other point you mentioned, which is people get overwhelmed? What do you, what do you see when you finally work with a small business owner and you get them to have a website? What was holding them back? Both of those points are are, are very, very important. It, it is cost. There is a paralysis of analysis, but there's also a trust gap. Unfortunately, because of some of the, you know, where the internet is very young and we're still somewhat in kind of the Wild West days of the digital marketing era and things like that, people have a real problem trying to find people that they can trust. That's why for my organization with Bold Digital Marketing, what we do is, you know, the first time somebody reaches out to me, we're not trying to hard close them on buying a website today, something like that, buying something today, uh, anything like that. What we're going to do is 
you contact us, we're going to have you sit down in a meeting with some experts, some marketing experts to go over your needs, go over your goals, and then find something that's going to work for you. And, and then coming to some meeting of the minds there. Uh, that's really what I would recommend a lot of these business owners do is find somebody who's going to actually have a clear and concise strategy, have a meeting with them, uh, explain everything, put something in front of them in black and white, do all of those kinds of things so that you have a feeling of trust before you're, you know, making a big decision on where you're going to spend some marketing dollars. Yeah, that makes sense. So that takes me then to the next point that I, we touched on in the intro, and that is this big, overwhelming, confusing topic of search engine optimization mm-hmm. or SEO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody I talk to, of course, has a different opinion on it. Uh, I think I've got a pretty good understanding of what it is. You're obviously an expert in it. But again, looking at it from the small business owner perspective, where they're busy wearing all of the hats and primarily focused as they should be, customer-facing, what should they worry about as it relates to SEO? So for many small businesses, the big focus for, you know, um, for our clients, they're mainly focused on is that local and mobile SEO. So typically you're talking about organic or non-paid search engine optimization, which means not, not buying pay-per-click ads on Google or something like that. And what those aspects are so critical because obviously if you have a brick and mortar, something like that, if you're getting website traffic from Alaska, that's, that's great, but that person is probably not going to be a customer, that kind of thing. The other aspect is that right now, mobile SEO is critical. There are two main reasons for that. The first one being about 60% of all search engine traffic is being driven from mobile devices right now. And according to Google's own own studies, again, I believe it was Google Research, they're saying that right now, when somebody's searching for a, a product or service uh, and it's on a mobile device, about eight out of 10 of those searches uh, result in a phone call or an office visit. So whether or not you're selling widgets out of a brick and mortar store or you have a uh, an auto repair place or you are a lawyer, whatever the case may be, mobile and local SEO are really critical. And that's probably where you would want to start uh, first. So give me an example, David, of where tactic that might be different to improve my mobile SEO. What would be something that's different that's more targeted to helping my mobile search engine optimization? There's a a couple uh, key things. And the first one that I would recommend is making sure that the website that you have is number one, mobile friendly, meaning that Google looks at it and then says that it's mobile friendly. And number two, that it's uh, responsive to all different uh, types of devices. So the easy way to check and see that your website is mobile friendly, Google has a very simple test. All you have to do is when you have some time, if you have a website, go uh, pull up Google and type in Google mobile friendly test. It takes 45 seconds at most and you can instantly see whether or not your website is mobile friendly. If it's not, that's something critical. You have to make a move on that as quickly as possible because Google has twice now over a 12-month period changed their algorithm to focus even more heavily on mobile-friendly websites. If your site is mobile-friendly and things like that, you want to make sure that it's also responsive, which means it responds in screen size to a number of different mobile devices. And then a lot of the rest of it is kind of SEO 101, which means having name, address, phone number, and website 
clear and consistent throughout the entire site, making sure that your service areas are included, making sure that all of the key service and industry information is included on your website so that when someone's searching for your types of services in your area, you show up more highly. But those first two, mobile-friendly and responsive, are critical. That makes sense. And we'll have that link to the uh, Google tool on the show notes page at thehowofbusiness.com. Mm-hmm. So I have one of my businesses, I have a website that I know is not mobile friendly mm-hmm. and it has and, and it hasn't been. Obviously, I just, you know, like it's typical. I've got all kinds of other things going on and I haven't gotten around to it. Sure. What is what is that doing to me? What what's what's it doing to my business online? Uh, so there's been a couple of things. So it was a couple years ago now when they you may have heard if you're familiar with the digital marketing world about Google's mobile Geddon, where they They had made the first algorithm change to focus on mobile devices. Well, what they saw after that change was that A, mobile traffic increased and the amount of decisions being made, the buying purchasing decisions being made on mobile increased. So Google realized, and their goal, mind you, is not to be a search engine. They want to be an answer engine. They want people to find the answers to the questions they have so that they use Google more and they can sell more Google advertising, right? So they found that people were utilizing Google more from their mobile devices. So now here in May of 2016, they had the uh, mobile getting too, you know, the re-mobile getting where they change the algorithm again. Now, if your website isn't mobile friendly, they've said that it's a critical ranking factor. And if your website isn't mo- mobile friendly, in most mobile searches and some desktop searches, your website simply may not show up. It'd yeah. be as if you don't exist. Thing is, I think is that that's what adds to, and I'm fairly technically savvy compared to other business owners, and yet this is one of those paralyzing things. It's, it just feels as a business owner like it's such a moving target. Yeah. I, I had a website, and now it has to be mobile-friendly, and, and searching and optimization, it seems like the algorithm is always changing sure. because it is. So I, I think that relates to just – Getting the right type of help, somebody like Bold Digital Marketing, somebody you can trust, and then some kind of a plan, right? If I go back to search engine optimization just in general, I've always kind of approached it as creating fresh and relevant content that my audience is looking for. And that's always kind of been my strategy. But just speak to that at a higher level again uh, as to what the overall strategy should be so that I'm not stressed and paralyzed with all of these seemingly random changes that happen in this area. Yeah, you know, it's something, it is really complex. It is a moving target, and Google is kind of always working to make sure that nobody can understand the secret formula. So really, when it comes to a a SEO strategy, what you need to do is a lot of times if you read up on it now you, you'll have heard about people how talking about organic SEO is dead or on-page SEO isn't necessary none of those things are true what's actually happened is that now you have to do everything right because Google's algorithm keeps getting smarter so like you said you have to make sure that your content is alive and is important and is interesting and it's what your clients and customers want to read you have to make sure that all of the on-page stuff so the coding and the programming is done properly so that your meta tags and your alt text and your H1s and H2s are all done correctly and you have to make sure that they're not duplicated. You have to make sure that your site functions correctly, that you have schema tags, that you have to make sure that your name, address, and phone number is consistent throughout the entire website, anywhere that it shows up because anytime that you confuse Google in relation to that, it can affect your SEO. So it's something that 
if it's a do-it-yourself type of thing, you have to uh, really know what you're getting into. And if not, if it's not something where you want to DIY it, you, you really do need a partner who's going to work with you on an ongoing basis to uh, take care of all of these things because it, it's an everyday battle. It, it's not something that ever, that ever stops. Yeah, I think that's that's the key point. You got to get help with this. We we have to start looking at this as small business owners as a critical investment in our business instead of just an expense. And we have to find the right partner to help us with this. And it's not a one-time thing. It's an ongoing thing. It, that, that's a very, very good point that a lot of business owners look at it as a separate line item when it really, it, it's part of your marketing budget. Right. People finding you on Google should be a critical part of your marketing budget because that's going to give you access to the largest amount of potential customers in the shortest time frame. So yeah, you're, you're absolutely right there. All right, let me shift to a separate topic, a different topic, which is inbound leads. I know you and I chatted about that not long ago and that that's one of the areas of focus. And that relates to the whole, I mentioned a couple of times at the outset, that whole ROI focused and, and being able to measure that. So how do you help clients with generating inbound leads from their online presence. Absolutely. So that's actually one of the things that we as Bull Digital Marketing really specialize in is that, you know, one of the things that I hear about from, I hear from business owners all the time is that people are always talking about traffic and clicks and shares and likes and all this other stuff. That doesn't mean anything to me. What matters is, does it turn into leads? Does it turn into jobs and things like that? So that's our focus. You know, our focus is a yes, we want to get more traffic to your website and things like that. But then like I said, we're we're going to partner up in this thing so that we can also take a look at how your website is actually converting. And there's a lot of ways that you can do that. One is by having easily accessible lead forms, making sure again that the website has a good user experience so it's mobile friendly and responsive to multiple devices so that, you know, somebody can land on their mobile phone and just click one button and get on the phone with you as well as having content that hooks people in and, and tells them that they they can know, like, and trust you more easily. Having a siloing strategy, which is a internal linking strategy for your website so that uh, it's much less likely that a potential customer lands on your website and then clicks one button and then clicks the back button and then they're gone. So there's a number of different strategies that increase the amount of time spent on the site, increase the amount of attention. And then when we're able to do that and hook more senses, we're able to increase the rate at which a website converts. So that once we're increasing that traffic, we increase the conversion. So that means more money in the door for the business owner. Right. And so talking about conversions, though, if I'm in a type of business that's a B to C, so let's say it's a restaurant or some other brick and mortar business, and my website I have looked at mostly as informational how, how do I track those conversions? How Give me some examples of how you've helped people make sure that that is generating leads, even though it's not a phone call to a salesperson or they're not filling out a form. How do we do that in those environments? And one of the ways that we do that is through basic analytics tracking. So what we would do for, say, one of our clients and things like that is, you know, once a month we're getting together and we're going to put in front of you the analytics so we're able to show you what traffic you're receiving, where it's coming from, how the actual user is behaving, what it is they're looking at so that you can see where where your content is weak and where it's strong and where we can make improvements. What are they doing on the site? How much time are they spending there? 
all of those kinds of things, even though a customer may not initially in that immediate visit get on the phone with you, you're able to see that your marketing efforts are working and you're gathering attention and that you know it's a long-term strategy so that over time, as we continue to make improvements, so will you uh, see improvements in, in lead generation as well. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and David, I think this is what you have chatted with me about, about return on investment on online marketing. I suspect that you deal with a lot of clients who just don't measure that. And that's something that you guys focus on. So to talk a little bit more about that. Absolutely. You know, especially for the small business owners where, you know, every, every dollar counts, it's all about dollars and cents and every customer is worth their weight in gold. One of the things that's really enjoyable about my job is that once we've had a, a client for a while and we bring them into a meeting and we can actually put on in black and white in front of them and break down from the moment where a group of potential clients landed on the site, how they behaved, what pages are they visiting, and when did they move from there to a lead form or click uh, to call and become a customer. As a business owner, if you have someone working on your behalf, whether it's SEO or managing your website or something like that, they should be able to do that for you as well because that's how you're going to be able to determine the return. Now, once they get on the phone with you, I, I can't I can't do anything more than that. That's my job. I, right. I can't actually sell them. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> from there, that's what somebody should be doing for you. Yeah. And, and is that all of this then is why you all say that it's your marketing and conversion based agency? That's what that means then? You're absolutely right. Because, you know, there's a lot, like, like I said, there's a lot of these other, and this is actually kind of why I want a lot of these other marketing agencies or digital agencies don't like us is because they just focus on traffic, whereas we want to change the game a little bit and really focus on what the return is. So we're really focused on when making that conversion happen as quickly as possible and making it as lucrative as possible for that, giving the biggest ROI for the business owner, because that's what matters. Yeah. Well, I think what you find with a lot of other folks is they don't they don't want to put a number to it. They don't want to put a measure to it. Right. And so that keeps it nebulous and abstract and you continue billing, but you don't get any direct results that are measurable. And that's that's what it's all about, especially for small business owners who are on tight budgets. Exactly. And, you know, it's one of those things that I've never quite understood, because if you're a marketer or something like that and you bring in, you're able to show that you've brought in a huge return for your your client, why wouldn't they want to stay on with you? Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we try to be as clear and open and honest with our clients about how it's wor- how the, what their efforts are doing for them and what the return is. Yeah, and, and that's great. And I think that I think it ties into what we were talking about earlier about that paralysis and confusion. Part of it is as small business owners, we 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 fear that we're just going to be taken because there's this endless expense and it's always something else and. And so it's not definitive. It's not something we can say it's going to cost me about this or it's going to result in about, you know, this kind of revenue. So that's what I think paralyzes people in part. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that we kind of joke about here in the office when we're initially talking with our clients is that with a lot of these marketing agencies, you'll come to them and say, well, what improvements can we make? And they're like, well, you can always spend more money with us. (laughs) and and, well that doesn't really help if i'm you know a one-man show you know working on a a a limited budget so 
That's one right. of the things that we do and that I would recommend whoever you're working with in the future is that whether it's a monthly service or um, something that you're you're buying up front, that that budget is very clearly set. You have a very clear scope of the work that they're going to do. It's all laid out in front of you in, in black and white so that you know exactly what the projected cost is going to be. And then that puts the power in your hands so that if a company, the company that you're working with makes some recommendations that and you see the return is there, that you can decide to increase that budget as opposed to them just getting you in the door at a bargain basement rate and then continually trying to upsell and upsell and upsell. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. All right, let's talk for a minute about social media, another topic that right. has many people confused. The way I've kind of looked at it and advised my clients is first it has to start with understanding who your target market is, who your avatar is, and then you have to look for where are they listening and that's where you focus your efforts. What are, what are your thoughts as to where I get started as a small business owner on social media? Absolutely. So this is the fun stuff. This is stuff I love talking about. So it's something that has to be strategic and very consistent. So you made a very good point. You have to know very clearly who your ideal customer is. And so what we'll do with our clients is bring them in and we'll have a, a strategy meeting where we're going to find out who that ideal customer is so that we can target demographic income level, actual uh, zip codes down to that so that we can really laser focus in who we're talking to, what channels are they using, when are they online, and what's the best way uh, to reach them. And then based on that, deciding which channels to use. And when I say channels, I mean things like Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever the case may be. Right, right. Excellent. Facebook in particular, I'm finding that ads on Facebook right now are being more effective than Google AdWords. And again, that'll probably change because as it always does. What are your thoughts on that? Are you seeing the same thing? Or You're absolutely right. Actually, one of the things that we've had a lot of success with, and it's been kind of a process because everybody's like, I want to advertise on Google. That's the, that's where everyone's thought, is, uh, thought process is right now. But there's a couple of critical reasons why Facebook ads are performing so well. Number one is that uh, they can be less expensive than traditional pay-per-click advertising. Number two, everybody's on Facebook all the time. Mobile devices, desktops, all the time. There are more than a there are more than a billion users worldwide. Uh, Nine hundred million users accessing uh, uh, Facebook just from their mobile devices worldwide. So it's a huge platform. And here in the United States, one thing that uh, really has changed the game for me when I'm talking to business owners is that, according to I want to say it was Forbes, about eight out of ten people have had their purchasing decisions influenced by something that they saw on. Facebook. So that would be, uh, that right there tells you just what a dramatic impact it is having right now. Yeah, it's powerful stuff. Thanks for those insights. So David, as a technologist and someone who works with small businesses every day, what, was there an emerging technology or technologies that you're seeing that are starting to come on the horizon that are going to affect the way we're currently doing business online? Absolutely. So this kind of ties into, um, it kind of ties into social media, but it's something that's going to be everywhere really soon. And that's virtual reality and 360 degree video. Um, I'm sure anybody who spends any time on Facebook right now has probably seen uh, the 360 degree video ads from huge companies like Volvo, BMW, uh, all, all sorts of different companies and things like that. 
that's huge when we're talking about from Google. All, all sorts of video is extremely important from a both a conversion and an SEO uh, perspective. And coming up here in you know, around Christmas time, uh, virtual reality is going to be one of the hottest uh, gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, purchases uh, this year and it's something that's not going away people may remember from virtual reality from back when it was kind of clunky and junky back in the 90s but now the technology has advanced to a point where it's accessible for just about everybody so it's going to be something that's going to be here to stay you're going to see it in movies you're going to be seeing it in games you're going to be seeing it in advertising i guarantee you so that that is where the real excitement is yeah, there's no doubt it's coming. So as small business owners, we have to continue to, to think about those things, be aware of it, start to think about how we're going to implement it, how it impacts us. Uh, let me talk about quickly, though, on video, because video has been here and we know how effective it is to get people's attention online. Absolutely. But again, it's that challenge of a small business owner. My goodness, I already have a heck of a time creating content as it is. Now you want me to create video. Any thoughts or tips for a small business owner on how to not make that such an overwhelming thing, how to create video that can be used to promote your business online. Very small businesses, one-man shows and things like that where you know have, hiring someone to do videos for them is just not an option. One of the things that I recommend, you know, it doesn't have to be a uh, big Hollywood production. You get a place, uh, get a room in an office or in your home with some nice lighting that looks professional and do a 30-second to 60-second uh, video introducing yourself, telling people who you are and what you do and upload that to your website that way it gives people a feeling of trust gives them a little bit of a warm and fuzzy feeling that they know who the face is behind this business if it's somebody who might pull up in a a truck out front of their house and to come fix up something in the home or something like that upload it to youtube it gives you a great authoritative link from youtube and it gives you another chance to show up in google search results yeah. It drives more conversions. Anytime you can engage more senses and get capture people's attention a little bit longer, they'll probably want to convert with you and things like that and actually get on the phone with you, those sorts of things. So there's a lot of options. You can do it with your phone. You can Webcams are very inexpensive. Video software is very inexpensive now. All of those are options that you can do yourself. But if you do have a little bit of marketing dollars to spend, having someone set up a simple 30-second video that goes over some of your services and the service areas that you work in, maybe a testimonial video or a before and after video, something like that, very inexpensive, that can have a huge return in the long run. Yeah, that's a great that's great advice. And, and again, that's that point that people will engage longer with a video. And that's at the end of the day, that's what it's about. They'll engage longer and more likely to listen to what you're saying, connect with you and respond. There's a very interesting t- statistic, and I believe it was one out of every two Google searches results in someone watching a video. Wow. So it's a, it's a big deal. And right now, YouTube is basically the world's second largest search engine. Uh, people go there for advice and information all the time. So why not have a presence there as well? That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way, but that's exactly the case. Mm-hmm. All right. As we start to wrap this up, we've touched on quite a bit about what makes bold digital marketing unique, uh, your approach, this ROI focus. But anything else you would say that it makes you all unique compared to others out there? You know, really is two things. And the first one is something that we've, we've touched on a few times, and that is that real conversion focus. It's not just about traffic, clicks, likes, shares, those kinds of things. It's really about showing you 
the business owner what the return is and really always staying focused on what are these efforts doing for the business owner. So that's, that's something that's really separated us, uh, in my opinion. But the other one is that we're really trying to change the game and make the digital marketing world a more open, honest, and more trustworthy place. I feel like a lot of people have gotten a, a bad taste in their mouths in the past because they've dealt with digital marketing agencies that they don't feel have treated them right. And so, and there's a lot of reasons for that. And so we're trying to really change that, really disrupt that business model that puts all the I- impetus on the business owner and make it more like a strategic partnership so that you feel like you have a marketing department. You feel like you have somebody, that, like I said, who's full service, who can do anything. So, hey, at first you may just need a website, but then in the future, if you need someone who can help you with SEO, help you look at social media strategies, video, virtual reality, whatever it is, you've got somebody who's there. We already have a relationship, you know, you can trust who's going to be able to take care of you. So uh, that's something that's really different about us that I don't see out there. Yeah, and then that's huge. And that just goes right back to where we started this conversation, which is that confusion, that lack of trust that exists out there, understandably so. So many stories that I have even heard myself firsthand Absolutely. of people being taken. You know, they, they've spent thousands of dollars and a year later, they're not sure what they've gotten for it. And so back to your conversion focus, that's something you work with folks up front, not after they've been spending thousands of dollars with you after a year or two. It's up front, you have those discussions, set proper expectations, how are we gonna measure that? And I think that's what starts to, like you said, make people feel comfortable with this and actually start doing something to improve their business. Absolutely, once you can break down what it's actually doing for it. It's not in a bunch of technical jargon and we're talking in language everybody understands, which is money in the door, then it makes a lot more sense. And once it starts to make sense and you have that understanding, you build that relationship of trust. It makes everybody's life easier. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Let me take a personal turn here with a couple of questions as we wrap it up personal productivity tool that you use that you would recommend to our listeners? Oh, you know what? Great uh, personal productivity tool that I use personally is HubSpot, which is a great, you know, if you deal with a lot of potential leads you need, it's a CRM essentially. It allows you to greatly uh, speed up ability to manage leads and stay in contact and stay on top of things, see where things are in the the cycle of, of management and things like that. So it's been something that's made my life a lot easier. So it's something I really enjoy. Great. And is there a book, whether it's on business or whatever topic that you've read recently that you would recommend? You know, yes, there's been a couple actually. And one of them was, I cannot remember the name of it. It was a few months ago now, but it was written by the head of Vertical Metrics, where he talks about how in the search engine optimization world, people are always trying to talk about how they're the disruptive innovator and they, they're doing things different when it's actually all about doing all of the basics right. And that really changed my perspective on the the SEO world because when I'm talking to business owners, they always want to hear about the new hot thing and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, no, we have to start with the basics and foundation and do everything 100% right and then focus on the new hot thing because that's what's going to get you the maximum results. 
Yeah, very interesting. So what what we'll do is uh, you'll follow we'll follow up and we'll get the name of that book and that'll be on the show notes as oh, as well as all the other links and we'll have that on the show notes at thehowofbusiness.com. Let me ask you a related question: Where do you go these days for news and learning, and what are your sources of new information? So there's a couple of I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. I have a large network of other professional you know SEO web dev- developers and uh, social media people. But one place that I can recommend everybody go is seomoz.com. Check out their blog. They have a lot of great information that will help. You you check it out once or twice a month. They have great stories about what's coming up next so that you can stay kind of abreast of information that's coming along in the search engine optimization world. They give you tips on things that you can do to make sure that you're covering all the bases and those kinds of things. And that way, whether or not you're trying to do it yourself, you know what you're getting into. Or if you're going to be talking with a professional, you can kind of poke their brain and quiz them a little bit and see where their expertise level lies. So it's a great asset for business owners. Fantastic. Great. Thanks for sharing that. All right. We're going to wrap this up. David, this has been a tremendously insightful, great knowledge shared here. I appreciate it tremendously. I think I learned a couple things definitely. So I know our audience probably can take away quite a bit of value. Great. Uh, any any last parting piece of advice, uh, especially to a small business owner dealing with the whole area of online marketing? My parting words would be, number one, don't don't be afraid. It's something that can have a huge return for your business. Number two would be find someone that you can trust, whether you go and visit them in their office or whatever the case may be, you do a Skype meeting with them, whatever the case may be, find someone who you can trust who really breaks things down and explains things in a language that you can understand. And then once you find that person, stick with it because oftentimes those relationships can be very lucrative for you. Keep working in that direction. Wonderful. One last question and then we'll say goodbye. Where can our listeners find you and more about Bold Digital Marketing? Absolutely. Uh, You can find us online. Go figure. Check us out at uh, (laughs) Bold like bold letters, digitalmarketing.com. You can find us on Facebook under the same name. Connect with me on uh, Facebook and LinkedIn. I'm David Restucia. I'm always easy to find. Please, if there's anything we can do to be a resource, give us a call. Reach out to us on Facebook or on the web because we're here to help. David, thanks for your time and for sharing today. Hey, uh, thank you for the invite. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Great, folks. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of The How of Business. Again, you can find uh, details, all of the links, references, all of the things that David shared will be on the show notes page, and you can find that at thehowofbusiness.com. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, we would encourage you to subscribe and would appreciate that. And we look forward to having you on the next episode of The How of Business. Thank you for listening to The How of Business with David Begin and Henry Lopez. We hope you found practical ideas to help you start, manage, and grow your business. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave a comment on iTunes and go by LevanteBusinessGroup.com and learn more about Levante's resources to help you with your small business. Until next time, thanks for listening and go live your dream.